Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to another edition of News You Can Use right here on WTIC News Talk 1080. I am so happy to be along with you on this Sunday morning. My name is Ann Baldwin, the host of this program. And boy, I'm telling you, you know, put your seatbelts on because we've got a conversation I think that you will really um, relate to and want to hear about. This morning, we're talking with Norma Peterson, and Norma is the executive director of Document the Abuse. We're going to get into what that is all about, how this organization started, and just some really almost bone-chilling um, things that have happened um, through Norma's life and within her organization. So without further ado, Norma, I want to thank you so much for joining us this morning all the way from the Windy City. Thank you so much for having me, Anne. Well, it's a pleasure, Norma. And, you know, nobody tells the story better than you do. So why don't you go ahead and get us started with kind of how Document the Abuse all got started going back to Susan Murphy Milano. Well, I appreciate the... the um the opportunity to talk about what's going on here. So I am the sister-in-law to missing Bolingbrook, Illinois mother, Stacy Peterson, who was the fourth wife of Drew Peterson, uh, a Bolingbrook police officer. We are coming up now on what will be 14 years that Stacy's been missing on October 28th. You know, we, we still are searching for her. We support all of her sister's efforts to find her, which she still does and will continue to do until we can bring her home. So let her children are almost grown now. All right. So let's just, so let's clarify this Norma. So that means that you said that you, um, Stacy was your sister-in-law is your sister-in-law, however you want to put that. And so that means that your husband is the brother of Drew Peterson. Correct. You know, they are, they're very much alike, but obviously very, very different. Well, why don't, it just, yeah, I mean, it, it's kind of crazy. So why don't you give our listeners just a little refresher about that whole case and, and what transpired? So what had happened is on October 28, 2007, my 23-year-old uh, sister-in-law went missing. And... What wound up happening was just a myriad of things. Um, first, when she went missing, Drew told everyone that she left with her bikini, $25,000, and ran off with some random person that nobody knew of. 
And I don't think he expected the kind of media attention that he got when Stacy went missing, because all of a sudden there were all these people that were coming to his door and, you know, asking him questions. And I don't think he in any way expected that because she wasn't well known in her community. She was just a young girl. So when all these people came to his door, he had to, you know, um, all of a sudden really start to explain what had gone on. And unfortunately, what wound up happening, as so many people saw, was he found a way to go out into the media and he almost thrived on it. I mean, people saw him from one end of the country to the other, you know, talking about how she had left him, that, you know, poor me. And it was just, I I couldn't believe all the things that were happening because how we found out was on TV. My husband saw it on TV and came to wake me up to tell me that she was missing. We didn't even hear it from him. Wow. Wow. I mean, isn't I, it wouldn't common sense say that if I am close to the person that is missing, you wouldn't call me to say, hey, do you know where she might have gone? Do you know who she might have left with? It, you know, all these kinds of details. And not once did he ever do that. He didn't call us until after we found out uh, on the TV. So what was and your... So that... What was your initial reaction? I, yeah, what was your initial reaction when you when you heard that she was missing and you found out from television news, um, what did you initially think? What did you and her, your husband think had happened? Well, actually, the both of us varied in our reaction. My husband, keep in mind that this is his brother, and, you know, his first thought is she's a young girl. Maybe she did leave. So here's, let me say for how this happened. He normally would get up very early in the morning to start working on his computer because we were uh, had a business at home at this period of time. So he would get up at 5, 36 o'clock in the morning. And we had just purchased a large screen TV. So it was, you know, quite huge in, the, in our living room. So I was upstairs asleep, and this is at 5, 36 o'clock in the morning. He comes upstairs, and he says, Norma, I think you need to wake up and see this. And I'm like, what's going on? And and he says to me, it's Stacy. She's on the TV. They say she's missing. And and without even a hesitation, I say, he killed her. Hmm. I just know that my sister-in-law would have never left her family willingly. It took my husband probably about six months to really be able to come to the realization fully that his brother had done what he had done. Well, and Norma, you, know, you were... take some time. Right. And you were telling me that, that you and your, your husband, um, that your husband, Paul, that you guys then went and, and moved in with him, right? Moved in with Drew to help with the kids? Correct. So... I couldn't imagine leaving four young children in his care and seeing him out in the media. And when this first happened, he brought someone in that we had no idea who this person was to come in and care for four young children. And we're talking, 
you know, uh, one less than two years old and the other one three, three and a half, you know, along with, what, 10 and 12 at the time? You know, so it's like, oh, there's no way I'm leaving these guys alone in his care. So we dropped everything from our home and our business, and we went and moved in, and we got the kids off to school every day. I got them fed, cooked them dinner, tried to make things as normal as possible within such a chaotic time. So we had to, you know, I had to do what was best for them, and and that's what we felt was best for them. Now, we stayed there about two months. You know, you didn't see us in the press because they were kind enough to realize that the only reason that I was there was to take care of the kids. So whenever I was coming in and out, the children, you know, I usually had the kids with me. So they would back up, back off, and and leave the children alone because they were underage and they were going through so much. Right. So that's why you never saw us out there. Well, that it only took about two and a half months and then he kicked us out. He didn't need us anymore. Wow. Well, you know, and, and, you know, that's really, uh, that shows respect, right? That the media that was camped outside of, of, of Drew's home, you know, gave you that opportunity, if you will, to try to be as normal as you could and, and really not sensationalize and put it on the kids and yourself. So let's fast forward a little bit as this case continues. Again, if you're just tuning in, we're speaking with Norma Peterson. She's the uh, executive director of Document the Abuse. So how does this wind into really your cause in life, which is Document the Abuse? How did this really change your mission and, and your role? You know, I'm in a position right now as executive director for Document the Abuse, and I never imagined that this is where I would be, you know, do, um, helping to move this movement forward. But in going through everything that we did, in learning all the things that Kathleen had gone through, because in finding out about Stacy going missing, it took them back to what happened with his third wife who was passed. And so in learning all of those details, Susan Murphy Milano, who was a domestic violence awareness advocate here in the area, had written a book called Time's Up, which, how appropriate. It is a way to safely escape an abusive situation. And so she took all the the things that she had seen that Kathy had had that came in under hearsay and created an evidentiary abuse affidavit that now allows victims to be able to assemble all those same types of evidences of what you are stating is going on with you and keeping it as almost a digital diary, if you will. It's a way for you to assemble everything together, just like Kathleen, his third wife, had. She had had 18 police reports. She had had two hospital reports. She had written the assistant state's attorney to no avail. I mean, she had done everything that a victim can do to try to ensure their safety, and no one listened. So now comes the evidentiary abuse affidavit. And because it is in the form of an affidavit, and, you know, so much of the importance is, you know, A, getting it notarized gets it to its full potential, but B, making copies of it or letting someone know that it exists so should something happen to you, there is 
evidence of what went on. So let's say, you know, let's take Kathleen's case. When Kathleen passed, her family would have been able to take this affidavit forward. So then as opposed to it being hearsay, they would have had to accept it as a legal document. Mm -hmm. You know, the, the, the best part of it is after you fill out your incident that you want to talk about, you can put in a video, and that's what we're asking you to do. To put in a video portion, you it, you can it's right inside of the affidavit to record it and say everything that you're listing in your affidavit. So how powerful is that going to be in a court of law when someone is not there to testify on their own behalf? Because they're because be they're gone. Bring that affidavit in. Right, because they're gone. So let me just back up a little bit. So Kathleen Savino was Drew Peterson's second wife? Kathleen Savio. Savio, Savio. Okay, she was his second wife. and um, She was his third wife. Third wife, okay. And um, let me just be clear then. And so did he ever get convicted of her murder? That's why he's in jail right now. That's the only reason. In looking at, that is the only reason. If Stacy had not gone missing... He would have literally gotten away with murder. But when she went missing, which we all know really what happened to her, I'm not going to see my sister-in-law again. At least not the way that I did before. Mm -hmm. And I know that. Right. You know, so when she went missing, what it did was it brought everything else up to light because they actually looked at his second wife had had a car accident during their divorce. And that wound up being looked at. So this is a man who is truly not just a narcissist, but also a sociopath. Everything belongs to him. If you are going to try and take anything away from him, and this includes his children, he is not going to stand for it. And he didn't. He tried to hurt everyone who ever tried to leave him or ever tried to take anything from him. Wow. So this is a tool, right? This is a tool in the court of law, as you said, um, for people to document what they're going through. So, you know, in the horrifying case that something actually happens to you, which in most cases it probably does, that this can be brought into a court of law as your actual testimony, whether you're there or not. So where is this document and how can people access that? So if you go to documenttheabuse.com and there is a tab on there called the Evidentiary Abuse Affidavit. And what I would like to point out is, yes, it happens like it did with Kathleen and with Stacy. And had we, had Kathleen had this EAA filled out and had it so that her family would have been able to bring it forth, Stacy might still be here. Mm-hmm. So more importantly, on the side of prevention, yeah. what we're doing is we're asking victims, go in here and fill this out when something, you know, because we know it takes five to seven times on the average for, for a victim to leave. So let's say at that third instance, if a victim goes on there and fills this out and uploads pictures or puts in email correspondence, you know, takes snaps of the um text that may have come through and they they put all this together, 
maybe what they're starting to do is look at what's really going on in their lives. Mm-hmm. It's an and eye opener. It's an eye opener, right? There you go. So now what they're doing is they're taking a much stronger look and going, you know what, this is not what I want for myself. I can see where this is going. Mm-hmm. So maybe what they do is they reach out and they don't get to that fifth time. They we, don't get to that sixth time. Right. We can only hope. What if the abuser runs across this document? What if they find this kind of, you know, what well, you... that's where the difficulty would be in doing so. That's the beauty of this. I mean, A, Susan was so ahead of her time creating this, but what we've done is we've taken it to that next level and we've made it a web-based app. So it's not something that you download from the app store. So there's no way to track that. Mm -hmm. So A, we're taking that component of uh, insecurity out. This is a web-based app. So with a username and a password, you can access this from any iPad, iPhone, uh, computer. So now you can go to the library, you can go to your best friend's house, you can go to your church, you know, anywhere that you can access this, mm-hmm. a, a computer or the internet, you can go back on there. So the abuser doesn't have to know that you have this. Great. And it's held for you securely on a platform that n- no one will ever look at this unless there is a subpoena that goes to, let's say, a trial that is going to be held where someone is going to be held accountable for someone's death. And you need this information in order to make that happen. Will you get me a subpoena and you're a state's attorney that's prosecuting? I'm on board. Right. We can do this. If it's someone else, you know, well, then, you know, there's no reason that they would know this unless they've caused harm to someone. Right. And then... Even in that position, if you're going to a state's attorney because an incident has happened, you're not taking that EAA with you. What it's there for is now your diary. You can go to the state's attorney's office and go, okay, on October 28th, this happened and this happened and here's my pictures and here's the email. So you're able to use it in order to bring that information forward because now you're here to testify to it. Right. Okay, so um, let me ask you this. Again, we're speaking with Norma Peterson, the executive director of Document the Abuse. So I understand that you and your husband were recently interviewed by Dateline. So this whole story and what's still transpiring is going to be um, on Dateline, you said, in November? Correct. Thank you so much for mentioning that. For the first time ever, my husband is going to be speaking out. And so... It, you know, we went through so much, and I know that people must wonder, you know, about what he thinks or how he feels. So for the first time, he's going to be speaking. And they told us, yes, mid-November, so I'm expecting, you know, whatever Friday night before Thanksgiving mm-hmm. would be my guess. And it is going to be a two-hour special. I also recently did a uh, documentary that is running on Reels Network right now, and also... Uh, in the UK, I did a documentary that is now out in on um, Discovery Plus UK. Right, and the name of that hopefully doc- in the next year. Right, yeah, we'll be seeing that here. Right. So the name of that documentary in in the UK is "The Killer in My Family." What a strong headline for that! What is the premise of the Dateline piece without giving it all away? 
Well, a lot of it does have to do with the, the fact that my husband is speaking out about what went on and the fact that it is the 14th anniversary. She is still missing. It is still an open case. You know, it still has the interest of the public out there. And the work that I'm doing, what's being done on behalf of victims, is actually becoming a nationwide uh, used resource. So that in and of itself, so the fact that something good is coming out of some so tragic a set of circumstances that, you know, it, it still has the interest of the public, luckily. Mm-hmm. Whatever happened to to uh, the kids? Whatever happened to Stacy Peterson's children? So uh, all four children, uh, we did continue to help take care of them. Uh, for the first two years, and then um, his second oldest son, who had always, you know, been involved in that part of it, uh, took full custody of them and raised them in the home that Stacy and Drew owned. So they, you know, they're fine young people. They've done quite well under the circumstances that they've had. Steve has provided them a very stable home. Um, they are now 18 and 16. And so, you know, we're looking forward to, you know, being able to um, talk with them more and, you know, spend more time with them now that they're grown and we can you know, talk about things a little bit more in depth. As a sister-in-law and, you know, with your husband being his brother, was there, were there any signs that, that Drew was abusing Stacy Peterson? Unfortunately for me, yes, there was. There had been uh, an instance where I saw her with a bruise on her hip, and she explained that Drew had shoved her up against the TV. There was another instance where I had witnessed him really getting up in her face one day at a, at a, a family party that was held in the August before she went missing. And he didn't realize that I was in the house at the time. Mm-hmm. And I had gone upstairs to use the washroom. And it, he thought it was just the two of them in the room. And when I came downstairs, I saw him literally inches away from her face, yelling at her in such a, a nasty tone. And literally, when I came around the corner, he instantly and he just looked at me, and I stared at him. Mm-hmm. And as I was staring at him, I kept walking out to the back door, and all of the family was out there. And so he knew that I might even say something about what I had just witnessed. So he very quickly, I mean, just like I said, it was like instantaneous, watching the change in his demeanor and his behavior because he laughed it off and he immediately followed me outside to see what I was going to say. Right. Or, you know, so, and so there were a couple of other instances where I did realize that she might be in danger, but she had said that, you know, I, she didn't want to tell too many people because she was afraid for them too. Right. Well, you know, there there are monsters out there, and, and this really is a tool. And, you know, I just want to say hats off to the late Susan Murphy Milano, who created all this. And like you said, 
um, Norma. She was so ahead of her time. And this is a tool, again, if you can tell people how to access it, we're not just talking about women. We're talking about men and women who might be in an abusive situation. At least start writing it down. Start documenting it so so that you can review what's going on. And, and God forbid something happens, at least there is, you know, written and visual and maybe even video proof of abuse. Thank you so much. That is true. I mean, it, it really... I, I was blessed to be able to work with Susan before she left, and she literally passed five years to the day that my sister-in-law went missing. Wow. So it just seems like it's come full circle that Kathleen, Stacy, and Susan would provide a way for victims, having been victims themselves and having gone through what they went through, to be able to put documenttheabuse.com out there, so please, by all means, regardless of whatever your situation is, because this is stalking, harassment, workplace violence, in any capacity that you have a potential for violence, you can use this. So yes, gender doesn't matter. Right. You know, socioeconomic status doesn't, you know, wherever you feel your life might be in danger, it would only be, you know, to your advantage and to help others who will might who might be helping you to advocate on your behalf to be able to give them all this information in a in such a meaningful way. So please go to documenttheabuse.com or look up the evidentiary abuse affidavit. We are on Facebook. We are, um, I am on LinkedIn. We're working on getting on WhatsApp, on Instagram. You know, we do have a Twitter so I'm doing my best um, to get out there. My husband is supporting me in every way possible. Right. Well, Nor- just, yeah. Norma Peterson, I know it's a lot of work, and you're doing good things for a lot of people. So thank you so much. We'll look forward to the Dateline special, um, which will be coming up in November. And I just want to thank you again for taking the time to educate us. I'm sorry um, for what you're all continuing to go through, but keep up the good work. Thank you so much, Anne. I really do appreciate the opportunity. Thank you again. And thanks to all of you for listening to this edition of News You Can Use right here on WTIC News Talk 1080. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.